Carla Rowe inside the D up to the 20 gives it inside it's McCaffrey goal for Dublin that could win the All-Ireland for them Sarah McCaffrey brought off the bench to make an impact and boy has she crossfield ball inside to Carla Rowe who's inside the square Rowe that's it Dublin are marching to their second All-Ireland title and their first since 2010 Healy's still going into McCaffrey who pushes it home it's a fourth goal for Dublin they are running rampant they're going to win this All-Ireland in style Welcome to Off The Ball's post-match podcast coming to you from the early evening sunshine in Crow Park in the aftermath of the TG Cahar All-Ireland Ladies Football Championship Final Dublin beating Mayo 4-11 to 11 points coming up reaction from both managers and we'll hear from inside both camps we'll also get analysis from well-known football journalist Mary White. As always, GA on News Talk is with Board Gosh Energy, official sponsor of the GA Hurling Under-21 Championship. Keep up to date and follow hashtag hurling to the core. We're going to hear from Frank Brown, the Mayo manager, shortly. But as I say, let's start with the Dublin camp. It is Off The Ball's post-match podcast and I'm joined by Dublin defender Sinead Goldrick and Dublin manager Mick Bowen. Sinead, I will start with you. You've had a fairly tough year regards injury. You've had a fairly tough couple of years regards coming up to Crow Park and getting to finals but just falling short so tell me how you're feeling first of all um, just delighted I think you know especially the last three years you know it's a lonely place when you lose in All-Ireland and something like this feeling is something that you need to put effort in you need to work hard so for us to get over the line today is just a feeling that I'll never forget Was there a time this year when you thought maybe it mightn't happen for you because as we say you, you had a really tough time with injuries yeah I think I was out for the majority of the league but I think that was a good thing I took a step back and I could see the amount of effort that our team were putting in and you've huge admiration and respect and you know when you're involved in it sometimes you don't realise how hard everyone's working and the, the effort that the management team are putting in so to take a step back at the league I just had huge admiration for the work rate that the players are putting in and the work that the management put into and it was about work rate today wasn't it that was the difference yeah I think you know Mick and his management told us to play with freedom and I think in the last 10 minutes you know we, we, we took we took our shackles off and um, just the, we have 32 people in our panel and every single one contributed to this today you know we have a white line mentality and we wanted to go out there and showcase football and to showcase ladies Gaelic football and the crowd were there you know hopefully that will we, we you know there'll be young players and young girls and boys will you know want to start playing football and continue to play and want to re- represent their county well done Sinead thank you very much you. Sinead Goldrick there Mick Bowen giving Sinead a hern a hug Sinead before I let you go I'm about to talk to Mick Mick you're, you're going to have to wait even longer now Sinead tell me how it feels to be a champion again oh, it's absolutely fantastic I mean um, I suppose as I said we've been there the last the last few years so close and uh, to, to just get there and get a performance and it just a burst out of us at the end there is uh, is absolutely fantastic feeling you kept your cool throughout the game yeah, look, at times I think um, we probably would have been a bit disappointed with some of our some of our finishing and composure. But um, look, you know, we just said we had to play right to the very end, to, to the death. And, you know, we were, uh, I think Ken Robson had us in good shape. And, and when it came to it, we had girls that stepped off the bench and were absolutely huge for us. So, uh, yeah, look, from, from, from everybody who got on the pitch today and from everybody who didn't get that chance, it's been a huge effort all year from the guys. And embarrassing, he's standing right beside you, Mick Bowen. Talk to me about the difference he has made. Yeah, look, making the guys, he's, he's assembled a great management team and, and all of them have uh, have had, had such a huge impact on, on what we've done this year. They put in so, so much work, um, you know, helping us, I suppose, to get the most out of ourselves and, and constantly challenge us to, to bring up our standards. Um, you know, he's done huge work with, with skills and, and, and everything and he's just, uh, 
I think he's probably uh, he's probably eats, sleeps, and drinks football. He just uh, he's he's always thinking about something something else, something small that can get us there. And uh, you know, all those small things today added up. And uh, you know, uh, absolutely delighted for him as well. Sinead Hearn, go and enjoy it, Mick. Um, a game plan executed perfectly. I think that's the way I'd put it. I mean, a fantastic display by your team today. Yeah, they were they were fantastic. I suppose there was times in the game we were concerned because they were creating opportunities, but we weren't getting the reward for them. And particularly that period before half time where they got two girls sin binned and we didn't punish that period in the game. So you'd always be concerned. But they kept going. They kept creating chances, and eventually uh, we opened them up. So you'd be delighted for that group. They've had a lot of dark days, and you know this isn't just about us today. It's about the groups that have come before us, and ultimately, as all we're doing is representing our county. You really pressed up on them, and you ran through the heart of their defence. Noel Healy, excellent. Carla Rowe, Nicole Owens. I've mentioned three there. They're ones who spring to mind because of the runs they went on. Obviously, that was something that you wanted to get change out of, and you certainly did. Look, we're, we're not just about trying to win, we're trying to play football. You know, ultimately there's a way to represent yourself, so you know, there's a certain way we'd like to do that and I think today that they really gave a showcase of football for themselves and you'd be delighted, as I said, for all the people that went before them that didn't get that feeling. So, you know, that's four years of four groups and you look back at last weekend, the Mayo men, and you'd be concerned, is it going to be a day of hardship for this group? But, you know, resilience, and I would say the same to their men, resilience and mankind shown incredible uh, ability just to leap back and, you know, to keep facing the challenge. And ultimately, you know, today they got that reward for it. How much work did you have to do regards resilience at the start of the year when you came in? Because obviously they were a good group, but they were obviously a group that maybe lacked a bit of confidence having lost three All-Ireland finals on the spin. Was that something you had to work at? Was that something you had to address specifically? Look, the the bottom line is, you know, we went after certain things, uh, certain aspects of the game that had let them down in the past and we just nailed them and consistently went after them and that's, you know, that was that was the way we went about it. I mean, you get mental toughness from knowing that you're executing things well uh, on a regular basis and like right through the summer, this performance today uh, didn't just happen today. They've consistently played over the summer, and, and you know people threw at us that we hadn't played the big teams and we hadn't beaten the Corks or the Donegals, and that's why Mayo, you know, were going to be such a huge threat, and they were a huge threat because uh, it took us, you know, probably 55 minutes to eventually break them, uh, and that's a, you know, that's a huge compliment to them because some of their old warriors just, you know, threw everything they possibly could at us. Uh, but I think that hurt that our group have had over the last couple of years just drove them to a place today that they weren't going to come back from. Speaking of one of their old warriors, you made comments before the game that she intimidates referees. What was the what was the point of that? What was the thinking of that? Well, first of all, the word was influence, uh, and it, it was misinterpreted. And I was actually paying a compliment uh, to Mayo on game management. And uh, unfortunately, if you're having a football discussion, sometimes and the whole conversation isn't repeated, it can, it, it can be taken up wrong. And I was actually quite hurt over it because I'd be very proud of way, about the way we do our business. Uh, I certainly wasn't trying to influence anyone, nor was I trying to put somebody's name down. So 
that hurt me the last few days and I was genuinely concerned that it would be thrown against us. Uh, so look, ultimately is all I can do is I'll take it on the chin. I had a conversation with people that I didn't realise was going to be used in a certain way and unfortunately that's the way it is. Okay, well, I'm glad to clarify you said influence rather than intimidate. But having said influence, were you hoping to get something out of that? Do you think you did get something out of that? I mean, what were you, why were you putting it out there? Well, basically, I was talking about uh, Cora's game management. Yeah. I was giving her a compliment. Ultimately, she's terrific at that. She's terrific at gain and freeze at opportune times in the game. She's very good at you know controlling the tempo of the game. That's a compliment. And unfortunately... Uh, in sport and I think this is what makes people shy away Do you want the ref to focus on it though? I mean, Was that one of the reasons you said it? I said it as part of a conversation with a group of journalists when I was talking about football and my my point on that was I was having a conversation and ultimately what has it taught me? I've learned a lesson from it. I can't have a conversation like that because people will zone in on the negatives of it. I mean none of the positives of what I said were zoned in at all and I was disappointed about that. I want to end on a positive because it has been a very positive day for you and your team who have performed absolutely fantastically. The likes of Sinead Goldrick, who we just spoke to, the likes of Sinead Ahern, it would have been a shame had they not collected another All-Ireland title. Now, I know they're very young, but having gone through what they had gone through, they really do deserve it. For everybody, for everybody. I mean, there was a huge effort put in by the players, by the background team, uh, by the management. Everybody contributed to this victory today. This isn't about... Uh, we're, we're ultimately only here to represent our county to the best of our ability. You know, you only get a certain amount of opportunities to do that in your life, so you obviously like to try and take them. And that's why, you know, we don't have ownership of this. We're only here for a short period. And that's why those comments during the week are, are, are hurtful, because uh, you're represented in a way that I would feel none of us w- want to stand for. Mick, well done today. Thank you very much. Off the Balls post-match podcast, Mick Bowen, the Dublin manager there, clarifying what he said about Cora Staunton during the week and talking about how great his players are. And they really proved it today. I mean, they showed great mental fortitude to come back this year, having lost three finals in a row to win a dramatic final. 4-11 to 11 points makes it sound like it was a really one-sided game. It really wasn't. As you've already heard, three goals in the last eight minutes helping Dublin to the win. Their first since 2010 and only their second ever. Right, we've heard from the winning camp Let's hear from the losing camp. Here is Mayo manager, Frank Brown. Frank Brown, Mayo manager. Um, Dublin were excellent today, but is it fair to say that, especially up front, maybe he didn't function as well as he had done in the last couple of games? Yeah, and, and fair play to Dublin, and fair play to Mickey. He had his homework done as well there, Rushing now, you know. Um, probably a couple of sin bins killed us as well, where it allowed it allowed him to double up there. But we certainly, I suppose, in the first 10 or 15 minutes of the game, I felt we were we were well in the game, but that dominance wasn't shown on the scoreboard at all there, you know. So Sinbin kind of killed us then. But I think we, we actually weathered the storm of the Sinbin really well in the first half and coming towards, saved the penalty. And I thought, OK, we're going in here at halftime after not really playing that well. We're right in this game. And then I think middle in mid of the second half, there was a period, maybe five or six minutes. It was something like 188, something in that kind of score. It was going to be next score was the winner. Dublin got it and drove on, and, and we didn't. And that's how but fair play to Dublin. They were, uh, they were very good as well, though, in fairness to them now, Oshin. You know, we can have no complaints. I think maybe the scoreboard flattered them a little bit at the end. But we kind of felt on the sideline 10 minutes to go. We're four or five points down in an All-Ireland final. If we're going to die, let's die with our boots on and go for this, you know. So we started committing people forward and left space at the back to get the two last goals anyway, you know. You had 11 wides are thereabouts, so you did have the chances. Is there any reason you were so 
wasteful. I, I know. I just think you know, and there were a couple of them were kind of handy enough ones, and it'd be so so unlike Cora of all people. I think she might have had four or five bad and bad enough wives, and yeah. look, she'll be more critical than anybody herself on herself. You know, as you know, she's she's just a perfectionist, so she'll be more disappointed than anybody. But um, she'll be um, as I say, she'll be disappointed, but. Uh, Dublin were that probably Dublin kept us in the game. They had a couple of bad boys themselves. I felt at a couple of stages they could have really put us to the sword, hit a post. So fair result on the end. I have to say a better team won. Defensively, they were excellent. Was their experience of All Ireland final day a bit of a difference? They seem to handle Crow Park that bit better. Yeah, I'd agree with you there, Rushing. Definitely the, the day, you know, and you could see that bit of, um, I suppose maybe they were more relaxed in it. Certainly for some of our younger players, you know, took a little bit of a little bit of time to settle into the game. But that being said, look at every every single one of them. And there's, there's no moral victories, but every single one of them gave everything to code for us out there. And that's all we can ask players to do, Rushing, isn't it? I know a manager has got to manage and sometimes you'll have to do stuff that isn't necessarily entirely football if I can put it that way but what did you make of Mick Bowen's comments before this game that Cora intimidates referees and that maybe he kind of exaggerate regards injuries I think to, to, to be as derogatory to that as that to the to the, the greatest ladies footballer and one of the greatest female sports persons that we have in this country is, is really, really disappointing. Um but look at I suppose maybe the end justifies the means. I I, I think I have known Cora a long time and she she's nothing but uh she's nothing but a sports person and a humble person and uh don't think she deserved that but sure uh, we were hoping she'd give the answer on the field today. It didn't happen but there'll be other days. Do you think it had an effect on the way the game was refed? Without a doubt, because I think at one stage, I think the, in the first half of the game, the, the, the free count was something like 14, uh, 14 Dublin fouls against six of ours, but yet we were looking at two people in the sim bin. I'd have no real argument with the penalty one, but there was a couple of the uh, yeah. there was a couple of the other other tackles and takes there. I thought maybe maybe it's I, I couldn't see how Dublin could get through with 15 players, but look at fair play. I'm not one on take away, or I'm not one to have sour grapes. They were the better team, deserved their win as well, though. So there's there's no sour grapes, but it was yeah interesting from that point of view. All right. You'd be back though, young squad for the most part. Yeah, and they're, look, they're a good bunch of people. I suppose we'll we'll settle down, um, we'll lick our wounds, and we'll just see where we go after this. Now, Oshin, it's just uh, it's just a bitter pill to swallow. And um, but I think 46,000 people here today, yeah. huge support, and you know, great great occasion for ladies Gaelic football. And I think ladies Gaelic football needs the mayos of this world coming and, and to, just to promote the game. So who knows? We'll 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 take a couple of a little while, and we'll see what happens next. Hi, Doc Frank. Thanks, Oshin. Sarah Tierney, Mayo captain. Um, look, you played, you gave it absolutely everything out there, but it just didn't quite happen for you today and Dublin played well. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, um, I'm not sure really what went wrong for us, to be honest with you. Um, like, we had a very relaxed atmosphere um, in the warm-up and running out onto the pitch and everything. And we knew, we knew about the noise levels. Like, the girls were well-tuned in for that. We knew that it would impact our warm-ups and everything. So everything was well-communicated through hand signals and everything. Um, obviously, there wasn't much in it at half-time. There was only one score. And someone said there to me that with 10 minutes to go, there was still only one score in it. And then Dublin ran away with it. I actually don't think the scoreline is probably a reflection on the game. Um, not really sure, as I said, what went wrong when you're in full back there and if people run at you left, right and centre, you just you can't pinpoint it. But fair dues to Dublin. They've been there the last three years and they've lost three All-Irelands and I'm sure they used 
those losses as motivations today and fair play to them. Their experience really told, particularly towards the end. They were outstanding in the tackle today and they were more economical when they had the ball up front, whereas you just plain and simply, I guess, missed too many chances. Yeah, we'd uh, we'd a lot of wides, all right. And um, I actually thought that the Dublin defence was very good. They fairly blocked up the middle. Um, There was no chance of us getting in for a goal at any stage. And fair play to them, uh, they had their work done. Uh, I think they had three on core at, at most points during the game. But uh, look, at, they've used their experience from past finals and let's just hope that we learn from today and maybe can come back stronger than ever. We have a lot of young girls on the team and even the support out there today, which was incredible. Um, hopefully, like a lot of the younger girls take an interest in it and keep battling on and maybe play alongside us in the years to come. Yeah, that's important, isn't it? That you, you use this as a base. You yeah. use this as a start, not as a finish. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I mean, back in 2003, I would have been here watching it with my family, and uh, that's where my interest um, gathered for ladies' football. So, like, a lot of girls, even from my own club, are up today. So, hopefully, now um, we'll all push on and. Um, it'll increase the interest um, back home in Mayo for ladies football Sarah hard luck today thank you very much for talking thanks Mayo Off the Balls post-match podcast that is reaction from the Mayo camp following the TG Cahirol Ireland ladies football final Dublin winning in the end 4-11 to 11 points Sarah Tierney not happy as you would expect I mean she came here to win today the Mayo captain and it didn't happen but as we said during the interview they may well be back. GA on News Talk with Bordgosh Energy, proud sponsor of the GA Hurling Under 21 Championship, bringing customers closer to the action at bgerewards.ie. Earlier on, by the way, Derry and Fermanagh drew in dramatic circumstances in the junior final. Fermanagh were nine points down at one stage and came back to draw it. That replay will be on October 8th. One of the Derry players was proposed to on the pitch afterwards by her boyfriend or now fiance, Ryan McCluskey, Kira McGurk. She said yes, so they're now engaged. Good luck to them. In the second game today, the intermediate final, Tipperary beat Tyrone. And in truth, even though there was only, I think, three points in it in the end, Tipperary looked comfortable throughout. One more bit of business to do here from Crow Park, where the sun is still shining. Um, let's hear from Mary White. I caught up with her after the game to get her thoughts on what was a pretty entertaining match. It is Off The Ball's post-match podcast coming to you from the seventh floor of Crow Park. At the moment, we're watching Sinead Ahern's speech and seeing wonderful scenes for those in blue, I guess, around the stadium. Dublin 4-11, Mayo 11 points. Mary White joins me. Mary joined us uh, pre-game and she's joined us post-game. Mary, you're in a strange situation on this podcast whereby you're actually reacting after we played reaction from the dressing rooms because we're recording this before we head down for a chat. But look, 4-11 to 11 points. It's one of those games where the scoreline kind of tells you the story of the game, doesn't it? Yeah, Dublin deserved this one, I suppose. They had, they obviously had their homework done in Cora. Cora probably didn't have her best game, um, but they had their homework done on the other forwards as well. We mentioned before the game that Simbins would probably play a role in the game, and they did. Um, I haven't seen the close-ups, I suppose, of those Simbins. But, like, you can't begrudge Dublin, you know. And Sinead Hearn, absolutely fantastic captain, had a, a, a brilliant game. Um, Noel Healy stepped up, player of the match, outstanding as well. But you have to feel for Mayo as well. But, you know, they, they, I suppose they, they played too deep. Their half-back, or half-forward line played too deep, and I think it cost them in the end. Dublin ran through them all day as well. I mean, surely Mayo were expecting that. But if they were, they didn't look like they could handle it. 
Yeah, and I suppose when you look at before before half time, Mayo did extremely well to you know kind of, you know manage the game when they were down a player. You know they they had a penalty saved, um, so they did well to go down three points going into half time. But I suppose the last quarter, Dublin just kicked on. They kept going, kept driving through Mayo. Um, and in fairness to Mickey Bowen and Sarah Farley and all part, you know part of that management team, they, they had their homework done. You say they had their homework done. Exactly how did they stop the Mayo forward line? Because I made the point with Joe Malloy earlier on and off the ball that even when Cora got the ball, there was no one running around her. There was no one going off the shoulder like there was for Dublin, particularly in those last few minutes when they went on the goal run. Yeah, and I think that's where Mayo will be disappointed in their own performance. Their forwards didn't play like they had against against Donegal and against Cork when they were running off each other's shoulders. Um, but the Dublin backs stopped them from doing that. They were tracking back constantly. And I think maybe the Mayo forwards' heads kind of went down a bit because they just kept hitting a wall and hitting a wall. And again, we said subs will probably play a big part in this as well. Dublin had the stronger bench. Amy Dowling did come on for Mayo, but again, there just wasn't, you know, there wasn't that fear factor, let's say, that Cork would have had in the past, bring on like Sir Ronan Ibukla and Emer Scully. But Dublin had the depth today, and I think that showed as well. Yeah, you're raising really good points here, that it's not so much what Mayo did wrong, it's what Dublin did right. They deserve so much credit here, particularly Carla Rowe and Nicole Owens. And Noelle Healy, while she didn't score, she was selfless today. She skated through the Mayo defence at times, as did Carla, as did, as did Nicole, and that's what opened up Mayo. Yeah, and I think as well, Lauren McGee and Owen Carey have to get a bit of credit because they were the underdogs going in when it come when it came to the midfield battle. Everyone was uh, fancying Fiona McHale and Aileen Gilroy. Now, to be fair, Aileen Gilroy and Fiona did, did a good job, but I think Dublin won in that that end as well, and I think that that allowed Dublin to make the piercing runs that they were going through then on the the double or the Mayo defence. A lot of the Mayo players, as we look from the press box on the ground absolutely devastated one of them over getting a hug from a parent or a sister or an aunt or something I'm not sure but either way they're inconsolable it's a tough day for them it's a great day for the Dubs Sinead Ahern has the ultimate honour of speaking to Marty Morrissey on the pitch there hopefully we have already got a word with her if that makes sense given that we'll be playing those interviews before we get to you Mary Mary um, Mick Bowen we talked about it beforehand his skills coaching it looked like it made an awful lot of difference because Dublin played with a bit of freedom today, certainly more freedom than they have done in the last three finals, which they lost. Yeah, you could see that today as well, and especially coming down the line as well. Like, they just kept going, kept going, and they were relentless in their approach, and I suppose as well, you know, they're, they're tackling. Um, they, the amount of times that they turned over the Mayo um, half-forward line as well was exceptional. And, like, you have to be delighted for Dublin. You know, they put in a huge amount of effort. And Mick Bowen, I suppose, I suppose what he did was he unshackled them. And now I think... And I wouldn't be surprised if Mayo would go on and win, in, you know, two or three more titles because they now have the mental block. Dublin win. Go on. Yeah, yeah. I would not be surprised. Um, they have the calibre. They have had the young ones coming through as well. Um, and now that mental block is gone. And I would not be surprised if they drive on for another year or two out of this. Mary White, we've had a great year, so we've had a fitting end to this year. I know the scoreline suggests it was one-sided, but it actually was quite a good and entertaining game. 
yeah, it was quite entertaining, and I suppose it's just such a shame for the likes of, you know, um, Martha, or Martha Carter, Vaughan Byrne, and Corsanta now. Who's to say whether they're going to retire or whether not? No one has any idea what they're going to do. Um, but, like, you know, it was a great season, and it's just unfortunate the scoreline doesn't reflect how hard Mayo, you know, went at it and how they did so well to cope with what they did coming into half time. Okay, Mary White, thank you very much for joining us on Off the Balls post match podcast from Crow Park, where Dublin have beaten Mayo in the ladies' final. Their second ever title, their first since 2010. It stops the rod, it stops the losing sequence. They are the champions. Mary, thank you. Thank you. Well, that's almost it for Off the Balls post match podcast here in Crow Park. Don't forget there'll be a lot more to come on this game tomorrow evening. That's Monday night from 7 on Off the Ball. They'll also cover, cover a huge Premier League weekend. News Talk Breakfast, by the way, will also look back on today's match. Dublin beating Mayo 4-11 to 11 points. It was quite the display from the Dubs, especially in the last eight minutes of the second half. I want to mention two people before I go. Derek Kenevy, who is the ladies' football press officer, he's leaving today after years of great service. Now, Derek is one of these press officers who, if you rang him, he would always engage, he would always talk. And that is not as common a trait as you would like in press officers in this country. So whether or not it was a negative story or he was, de- or he was dealing with controversy, he would always pick up the phone and he'd always talk to you. So Derek, best of luck with your new role and the next adventure. The next man I want to mention is Jimmy McGee. A beautiful tribute paid to him today before the game. His picture was up on the big screen and the announcer said that he actually had his tickets booked for today's match. He would have been here. Jimmy died during the week after a wonderful career and he really was one of the voices of Irish sport. Um, So I think it's appropriate to say that today Dublin's performance was different class. From me, Oisín Langan, that's it. Remember, you can get me on Twitter, at Oisín Langan. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.